0: You so hello hello everyone. Thank you for joining me again. This evening I'd like to bring together mindfulness of the body that like Gil was highlighting in the practice instructions this morning, together with the quality of confidence that he explored in the afternoon Dharma talk. And the way that I like to bring those two together is through the practice of standing meditation, which we'll come to soon. But just for some context, as most of you know, in the Satipatthana Sutta, the four establishments of mindfulness, within the first section on mindfulness of the body, we're invited to practice with four specific bodily postures, sitting, standing, walking, and lying down. And in the refrain that's multiply repeated throughout that sutta, we're instructed to establish mindfulness that, quote, there is a body. Just that simple, knowing there is a body. And that supports the steady continuity of awareness that Gil has been emphasizing in all of the instructions so far. So from that refrain, we can think of this as whole body awareness. And having a whole body awareness is very useful for maintaining continuity of mindfulness through all of our everyday activities. So when we're walking outside of formal walking meditation, we're not trying to focus minutely on the lifting, the moving, the placing of each foot when we're walking to the kitchen, for example. Instead, we're maintaining a broader awareness of the whole body as it moves through space. And this knowing of the whole body, it forms a kind of a thread of continuity in the same way that breathing forms that thread of continuity when we're doing the formal sitting meditation. And so then when the sitting meditation ends, we can maintain that thread of continuity by bringing awareness to the body as it changes posture from sitting to standing. And then as it changes again from standing to walking so when the bell rings at the end of the sitting instead of thinking oh good now the meditation has just ended and then getting up mindlessly hurrying to the next thing instead we can think of that bell as actually marking the beginning of the next session of meditation which is whole body awareness So we can bring the exactly the same amount of care, of interest, of kind curiosity to the experience of the body changing posture as we do to the breathing when we're sitting in formal meditation. I'm guessing, again, based on my own experience, that this isn't always how we've been trained to approach meditation. And many of us have an unconscious hierarchy where sitting meditation is the most important, so we put a lot of effort into being present during the sitting. And walking meditation, well, yeah, it's okay. Walking, sure, but it's also a good time to get a drink and then go to the bathroom and maybe wander around a bit, and okay, time for the next sitting. And then everything else that we do during the day is just a kind of filler between the real practice sessions. And I mention this because it's possibly even more true in an online retreat. So for those of you who are at home and maybe have other duties that you need to take care of, I know in my own experience, it's easy to feel irritated, frustrated, resentful about having to do those other tasks. And with that underlying unwholesome motivation, we try to get them done as quickly as possible hurrying through them so that we can get back to the real practice of sitting meditation. But in terms of what Gil spoke about earlier, this is not practicing in harmony with what is. In fact, it's cultivating unwholesome mental qualities. And this is one reason why I've been suggesting to some of you in the practice meetings, to bring refined awareness, attention to the transitions between different activities throughout the day. So not just jumping from one thing to the next without even registering that change, but instead take a few moments to pause at the end of completing one task. You might bring in those three mindful breaths that Gil's been talking about. And only then, after you finish your third breath, move to whatever's coming next. So making these transitions more conscious can help slow down that buildup of stress, of pressure, of tension that can so easily accumulate without us even noticing if we just go from next to next to next to next to next. Another good habit to get into along similar lines is one I learned from Bhikkhu Alio. So as many of you know, he's a monk. He's a very dedicated meditation practitioner. And he's also an academic and a translator who's produced hundreds of research papers, mostly around early Buddhism. And someone once asked him, how does he manage to be so productive? And One thing he said that stayed in my mind was that when he does sit down at his computer to work, He takes a few minutes before he starts to do a hindrance scan. By hindrance scan, he means just bringing awareness to the quality of his mind in that moment to see if there are any unwholesome states that might be present. For example, greed, aversion, dullness, agitation, anxiety, and so on. And if there are, he does what he can to help these release before he starts work. And then his mind is in a much better state to be working easily and effortlessly. So in a similar way, when you make that conscious transition, one form of practice to another, from sitting to standing to walking, or after walking, coming back to sitting here with the group, You might sit down, take those three mindful breaths, and in that pause, notice what's happening in the body and the heart and the mind. And you can even silently ask yourself, what is happening in the body right now? How's my body? What is happening in the heart-mind? What thoughts and emotions are present? And then crucially, How am I relating to this experience or what's the attitude in the mind about it? And that last question can reveal if there might be some unseen resentment or irritation or resistance or greed, striving, self judgment and so on. And if there is, you can do what you can to soften that tension that physical and mental tension by making space for it allowing it to be there relaxing the body as best you can and then relaxing the heart and the mind too sometimes we might need to take a few moments just to breathe in and out with metta with kindness or self-compassion or perhaps the appreciation and gratitude that I've been bringing in in previous meditation sessions. So we're just re-establishing the heart, mind in those more wholesome states again. Okay. So in this next meditation, we're going to be practicing mindfulness of body in the standing posture. And right there, just notice if there's any reaction to that idea. Possibly there's a flicker of resistance, not liking it, wanting to stay sitting. Possibly anxiety about whether you'll be able to do it right. So if you do notice even a subtle trace of reaction, right there is an opportunity to practice what I just offered, to make space for that reaction. Recognize it, acknowledge it, but don't feed it. And see if you can soften any physical or mental contraction or bracing. So that you can take in the instructions more fully now. So we're going to do this in a specific form. We'll start off standing. So that you can bring awareness to a broader range of sensations than you might get while just sitting. And just to acknowledge that for some of you at some point, some of those sensations might become a little uncomfortable. So then we have an opportunity to continue the practice that Gil introduced this morning, where he invited us to notice a sensation that's predominant in the body, that's perhaps a little more intense, and see if we can just stay with that for a few moments, exploring how it feels, and at the same time, releasing any mental reactivity to it so we're touching into that but we're not going to stay standing for the whole time so don't worry this is not an exercise in pushing pain what i will do is ring a bell at five minute intervals with the invitation that you stay standing until you hear a bell So when you hear the first bell at that point, you can choose whether you want to sit down again or continue standing. So you could sit down after five minutes, after 10 minutes, after 15 minutes. The invitation is to wait until the next bell rings before you sit. So that you can bring awareness to that whole process of changing posture instead of perhaps just mindlessly sitting down as soon as there's any trace of discomfort. The other reason for having the bells is that it gives you time to explore the underlying motivation about why you're choosing either to sit or to continue standing and to notice whether that motivation is wholesome or unwholesome. So, for example, at the first bell, you might notice an impulse to sit that's driven by anticipation of the possibility of maybe experiencing some slight discomfort, even though in this moment you're not actually experiencing any discomfort. So, that would be an unskillful anxiety anticipation motivation. Or you might notice the intention to sit as motivated by craving for comfort, for ease for the familiarity of sitting compared to standing. Later on in the session, maybe the motivation is to prove something to yourself or to others, trying to strive to be a so-called good meditator. Or perhaps the opposite, motivated by aversion to that perceived pressure of having to keep standing. Or the motivation might be fully skillful motivated by curiosity, and interest, and openness, and patience, and perseverance, and equanimity. And there could also be a mix of all of those. So this is all part of the investigation. So just to be very clear, this is not about pushing pain. You don't get extra points for standing for the whole time. You don't get demerit points if you sit down after five minutes or even after one minute. This is a practice of listening to your own body, heart and mind. To recognize when it's the appropriate time to sit down and then to do that as mindfully as you can. If you have changed to sitting and at some point at one of the bells you might also experiment with standing again, it's up to you. Okay, so I just invite you very slowly and mindfully to transition from sitting to standing. And as you do that, to notice how does the body make that change? Which way does it move? What are the different postures, the changes that come to get you from one position to the other? So slowly now, finding yourself in a standing posture. If you're concerned about balance, you might have a chair nearby or a table. You can keep one hand on a table. And now that you're in the standing posture, begin by bringing awareness to the contact of the feet or the floor. Just check that the knees are slightly bent. So we don't want the legs to be rigid and locked and tense. Beginning with the soles of the feet and just notice the contact of the feet with the floor. Sensing into the stability of the floor beneath you. And that quality of groundedness and stability that that contact between the feet and the floor can give you. And then letting that awareness continue up the body through the knees. Taking a moment to notice that the knees are soft. Might even bounce a moment or two, just to relax and soften the knees. And then bringing the awareness up into the hips and the pelvis. And you might just make small circles. Gently circling the pelvis in one direction and the other until you find that balanced position the pelvis is soft and relaxed and then extending the awareness up the spinal column through the small of the back mid back to the upper back coming to the shoulders taking a moment to notice the position of the shoulders. You might just roll the shoulders up towards your ears and then back. Circling the shoulders forward and around. Slowly circling in the other direction. And then letting the shoulders settle into a relaxed position so that the hands can just hang alongside the body, very relaxed, loose, floppy. You might even flop the arms a little, just releasing any tension in the arms, and then letting them naturally come to stillness. bringing the awareness back up to the shoulders, through the neck, to the head. And here we get the opportunity to check the position of the head. As in the sitting, it's very common for the head to jut forward. So take a moment. See if you can find that position where the weight of the skull is fully supported at the top of the spinal column. So this might involve slightly tucking the chin. Letting the back of the neck become long and soft. And just inviting the muscles in the neck and the shoulders to let go of the work of holding up the head. Let the head balance naturally at the top of the spinal column. So now the whole body is standing, simply knowing There is the body, and the body is standing, standing like a mountain, strong, stable, steady, upright, and at ease. And then within this field of awareness, of the body in the sitting, the standing posture, you can bring your awareness to all the little sensations throughout the whole body. The micro-movements as the body naturally adjusts itself to keep its balance. Sensations of tingling and throbbing, warmth and coolness, tightening and releasing, pulsing and throbbing. Just tuning into that field of awareness and the aliveness, the sensations. Constantly changing. In the moment, there'll be an opportunity to sit. So just noticing how you are now. And if you choose to sit, what's the motivation? Just to notice, without judgement, Whatever posture you're in now, just continuing to sensitize yourself to this ever-changing flow of physical sensations throughout the whole body, moment to moment to moment. simply knowing that there is the body. the body is standing. And within that overall framework is an aliveness of changing sensations. Some of these sensations might be pleasant. Some might be unpleasant. Many will be neutral. Neither pleasant nor unpleasant. Just opening to these different types of sensations. Acknowledging and making space. Whatever your experience is now, softening any tendency to move into mental reactivity, finding that Dharma confidence. It allows you to stay steady with what is In another moment, there will be another choice point. So you can take a moment to notice how you are now. How is the body, the heart, the mind? Noticing any impulse to sit or to keep standing. to see if you can find the underlying motivation for that. The motivations, there might be several. Discerning what's skillful, what's wholesome, as you choose to sit or to continue standing. Whatever posture you're in now, the practice is the same. Staying steady, bringing awareness to this ever-changing flow of sensations. If your posture has changed, you might notice different flavors, different types of sensations. Notice too how these affect the mind, staying open and curious about this interplay between physical sensations and mental reactions, and the conditioning of skillful or unskillful mind states. As you continue standing, if you're in the standing posture, you might notice that over time the sensations, some of them, might become a little more intense, a little less comfortable. Just noticing any consequent reactions in the mind. if the attention has a tendency to focus or fixate on some area of discomfort notice them. be curious about that experience of discomfort Maybe at some point reactivity is starting to build You might consciously turn your attention to sensations elsewhere in the body that are either pleasant or neutral. Just gently exploring full spectrum of experiences. Pleasant, unpleasant and neutral as the mind stays open and curious In a few more moments, I'm going to invite all of us to sit back down. When the bell rings, you can very slowly and mindfully change posture from standing to sitting. And again, to bring awareness to all of those micro-movements that are necessary for that change of posture to happen. Knowing that you're sitting, staying connected to the experiences in the body, in the heart, and the mind, noticing the conditioning between physical sensations, mental reactions. The choice between unwholesome or wholesome mind states. Reorienting to steadiness, to stability, to ease and well-being as supports for dharma confidence. Silence now for just a few more minutes. A few more moments will bring this meditation to a close. Just before we do, taking a moment to notice how the heart-mind is now. Not judging, but just discerning if there might be just a little more confidence. Having been willing to explore standing meditation. At least five minutes. Staying steady with discomfort. Finding that inner stability and strength. Patience. Perseverance. Perhaps even courage. The Dharma confidence that Gill spoke of this afternoon. Just acknowledging that dharma confidence to whatever extent it may be present now. To whatever extent it may have grown. Appreciating it as one of the many benefits of your practice efforts today. may those benefits be shared by all beings everywhere as a contribution to our welfare happiness and freedom So we have time now for walking meditation. Remember, that bell was not the end of the sitting, it's the beginning of the transition from sitting to standing to walking. Enjoy. Thank you for listening.